Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, pine. What a special situation, actually. I have been away, so I haven't seen what's happening in the park. They are playing a musical, Mamma Mia, here. Obviously, in the evenings, not right now, in a few hours. And they have fenced uh, a large area of the park. So when I came from the other direction, I first thought that that I couldn't reach you at all and, and planned to try to uh, somehow speak to you from a distance or something like that. But now when I came from around the whole park, from the other side, uh, to my great delight, I saw that the fence is going uh, right next to you on the other side of the paths and you're you're on this free side of the fence, which is lovely. All right, and, and there might be some sound check going on. There was some a few minutes ago, but But that's not a problem. Well, probably the wind is more of a problem, but, but let's uh, not uh, worry about that. It's really great to see you. It's uh, many weeks, a few weeks since I was here. I've been away in uh, Italy, in Mazzano Romano, a small village or old town, actually a medieval old town, uh, or it has a medieval part. Uh, about 40 kilometers northeast from Rome. And uh, right now there has been a huge, or there is, a huge heat wave in the south of Europe. People are panicking because in some places there are, uh, there are uh, like, um, the temperature can be up to 45 degrees Celsius, which is a lot. I didn't experience that. The hottest day was 41, but that was hot enough for me that I stayed indoors. Luckily, they know how to build their houses, so they're quite cool. But it felt like sitting in a cave and, you know, with the windows shut and waiting for the evening. And then the cool, cooler evening, which was like something 29 degrees or something like that, with all the mosquitoes. But anyway, I think. Uh, Yeah, it was a very concrete uh, experience of what there is to be expected with uh, with the global warming. Um, here it's rather cool now, even if it's sunny, no, no heat wave at the moment. And uh, you look fresh. I don't know if there has been any rain, but at least it's not very dry. I tried to, to meet some pine trees in Mazzano. That was my plan. But actually, 
the valley of Treya is full of oak trees and uh, not so many pines or, or the famous stone pines or piñas, uh, which you can see uh, in the countryside everywhere. Very beautiful, Pinus pinea. There were two on the hill that I sort of tried to approach from afar. But I met one pine tree in the valley. Uh, it was tall, like you, even taller. I mean, the, not as old and, and, and thick, uh, but, uh, but the branches were even higher. So I couldn't really see if, it's, if it was one of your family or or some relative, but the pine cones looked a little bit similar. Yeah, what else can I tell you? I'm looking at the lichen living on your bark, but I see no moss and no moss around you either. I've been reading a beautiful uh, little book by Robin Wall Kimmerer, who is famous for her book Braiding Sweetgrass, but it's called Gathering Moss, and it's absolutely lovely because it changes the perspective into the minuscule. And uh, she also describes the, so somehow the collaboration or uh, the many ways that mosses in, in the sort of uh, humid forests in the Northwest how they collaborate with other creatures in the forest and are actually absolutely necessary for their well-being. But I also read there, in the same manner as with some lichen, that, that mosses only grow when the, when the air is pure. So it's a good sign if you, if you see moss growing. Of course, they need humidity too, but... Uh, Otherwise, uh, returning to Finland, there is the debate going on uh, about the new right-wing government with, um, uh, with the true Finns and their, their uh, Nazi sympathies, but also uh, some racist uh, uh, statements that have horrified everybody. And in some sense, it's very good that people are horrified because we know that if you tend to accept um, sort of hate speech, then it only gets worse. So that's in Finland. And then in Sweden, they are exactly today burning a, a Koran again. And it feels so absurd. Of course, uh, I understand the idea that in principle there is the right of free speech and if you ask for permission you you're granted permission to to organize a demonstration and so on but this idea of sort of uh, deliberately uh, provoking and hurting people's religious feelings i don't think it's about free speech any longer it's it's a, it's become some sort of weird symbol so no wonder that that people react in a strange manner. I don't think that's uh, sort of... Uh, it's not very clever and defendable. So um, 
the problem of tolerance. What, what should be tolerated and what should not be tolerated? Where to put the limit? Oh, difficult issues. I'm very happy that I'm not in the position to decide. But as a citizen of Finland, I'm somehow responsible for, for the government that we have voted. But uh, somebody wrote, it's not that you can't say that, okay, if the majority want to accept racist talk, then we have to accept that. No, because in our constitution, it's forbidden. So, so racism is not tolerated uh, by the constitution. You can't change that with the right-wing or left-wing government. Well, my plan was not to start to talk about politics, but yeah. What else can I say? Um, I'm so happy to see you here and, uh, and that you're not in any way hurt by this uh, arrangement with the, with the musical and... Hmm. I was... Uh, in Mazzano, I was uh, working, and there is in a residency, so I'm allowed to live in the small old house in the uh, medieval part uh, because it's uh, it's like a grant. The grant is the uh, access to the house, and I was working on old texts, uh, um, revisiting animal years. So the text that I wrote during the research project, how to do things with performance from 2016 to 2021, and trying to make a compilation of those, and, and kept editing those texts. And of course, this idea of returning to things that you've written, old text, it's, it's quite a weird exercise, uh, because on the one hand, uh, you feel embarrassed and almost ashamed of some stupidities or naive statements you have written. But on the other hand, there are also parts that I really, I was impressed by, like, how could I have been um, sort of writing all this and, and finding all these sources and, oh, wow, I could never do this today again and so on. So. Also, in those texts, of course, they are texts not so much dealing with trees, because those texts I compiled into another book, which was published last year. These are uh, texts about uh, returning to places that I performed in, on Harak Island here nearby. But, uh, of course, uh, these uh, ideas get mixed. So you can't sort of, although I was engaged in two different research projects, of course they then intermingle and intertwine. But that was about what I was doing there, so... Maybe, I don't know what else to tell you. 
I'll, I'll tell you more uh, when I come back again after a few weeks. I hope uh, the fences are away by then and, and that you'll have a good time. Maybe you like the music after all. So thanks again and take care. This was an episode of the podcast Talking with Trees.